1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard An independent investigation into Dundee's infamous vote Finds no improper behaviour by the SPFL Scott Brown still keen to see if things can be finished on the pitch And the Dutch League calls it a day with no champions or relegation And Gordon Duncan joining me in the studio is Alex Ray And from his man cave it's Mr Hugh Keevans in Scottish football terms, an independent review is only a good review if it brings the outcome you wanted to hear. A bad review doesn't suit your argument. Now we've got Spamgate. If Rangers in particular are displeased with Deloitte's findings today, now is the time for them to disclose the damning evidence they say they have or forever hold their peace. Do they have a smoking gun? Or a damp squib Tell us now Because one thing's for sure Gordon Scottish football is in deep crisis And it doesn't need Yeah absolutely I think you look at the Deloitte's uh, investigation today Into a small part uh, Primarily round about what happened With the voting uh, that wasn't cast uh, That wasn't received till later on that night They've come back with that Saying that there was no impropriety With emails, phones uh, To their knowledge And Again, I think there's a, a bigger picture. However, this only uh, is specific to this, Gordon. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need to have your say. Uh, we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Give us your reaction to that news today, that an independent investigation into Dundee's infamous, it's definitely become infamous now, vote, uh, finds no improper behaviour by the SPFL. I feel like Hugh, we should just kick it off by acknowledging before we even go any further, before we get stuck right into it between now and eight o'clock, people had already decided what their truth from this outcome was going to be. And I'm not sure this changes anything. If you thought beforehand that the SPFL had acted in an inappropriate way, you'll still think that. And if you thought that they didn't, you'll still think that as well. That's the way tribalism works when it comes to football in this part of the world. You're right. Uh, it's now about where we go from here. Is anyone going to come forward to say Deloitte are not independent, not impartial, not trustworthy? You can say that a vote was badly administered and an embarrassment to the wider world, but what you can't say is there was impropriety, unless, of course, you can prove it. Uh, yep, and Rangers will be providing a short Statement, a short update within the next hour or so That's my understanding So we'll get that before um, Well certainly before the show ends this evening So th- this isn't a line drawn under it It was never going to be though, Alex that, yeah. Like I say, let, let's be honest We we don't operate like that No, absolutely uh, As we've already highlighted gone In terms of the investigation by Deloitte They have been specific in and around The voting at 25 up until half past 8 When they received the Dundee no vote uh, now, I think you touches on a very interesting point there in terms of how it was administered, the actual overall vote, the two-day timescale, when it normally takes 28 days to get a resolution, uh, you know, the time frame to adjust to all the information and so forth, how the vote was released, five o'clock, uh, you know, in terms of numbers, resulting in Dundee uh, changing the vote and so forth. And the, also, the, I think the bigger question as well, Gordon, what happened in the five days after that? There are questions that need to be mm. answered as well for Dundee 
Uh, from Dundee as well, yeah, then you would absolutely. have to say. So, but the because thing is, they, they haven't. They, they, they haven't. Well, they have. Yet. You just might not believe it, or it might no, not no. be good enough. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, they have not interviewed Dundee in terms of what happened in the five days. It changed their mind or anything. So these. Oh, are yeah, I'm questions. talking about Dundee's vote statement to, to say that they put their foot in the ball or whatever it was to yes. pause and, and assess their options. Anyway, 01419511025. Just to bring you up to speed with what's actually happened today, because I know people have still got. Lots of questions and accusations, claim and counterclaim, but but the answers as far as 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 we have them, as far as the official line goes, um, the SPFL released a statement this afternoon uh, to say that Deloitte, what they call a leading global provider of audit services, was appointed by the SPFL's independent non-executive directors to carry out an investigation into the factual chronology relating to Dundee's return. So, Hugh, this goes back to. All these questions about the vote how, how could the vote have been lost And when did it arrive And, and who saw it And when when was the, the, the mind changed And all the rest of it So it outlines this It says that the SPFL board commenced Their meeting at 5 o'clock on the Friday At the start of the meeting Only 38 returns had been identified I think it, we assume it was Hearts That says one further return was then received During that meeting 10 past 5 Hopefully you can stay with me here. Um, now, at quarter past five, that meeting finishes. Neil Doncaster calls John Nelms and leaves a message asking whether Dundee intended to vote. Um, a bit later on, 20 to 6, Neil Doncaster has a conversation with John Nelms and confirms that as far as he knew, no vote had been returned from Dundee. John Nelms thought that the Dundee vote had been returned, but he said he would go and look into it. Ten minutes later, Eric Drysdale speaks to Ian Blair at the SPFL, asks, has Dundee's vote been Received Ian Blair confirms That it has not Now 10 minutes later 6 o'clock now An hour on um, Ian Blair gets a text From Dundee From Eric Drysdale uh, Intimating that Dundee's vote Should not be considered As cast Now Everyone apart from you Hugh Will, will know what we're on about The old spam folder Alex <laughs> We've all been there When something <laughs> Check your spam <laughs> folder um, but that's the, that's the, that's essentially the explanation So at half past eight that night Ian Blair accesses what they call the SPFL's email quarantine system um, They then do find an email from Dundee And they are sent at ten to five um, But of course no one from the SPFL had seen it by that point Now Hugh, here's the other bit The bit that's um, will interest the, the conspiracy theorist Deloitte's examination of phone records Mobile communications, including texts and email data, has identified no evidence of improper behaviour by SPFL personnel concerning the submission of Dundee's vote. Therefore, we come back to one thing. Rangers have always maintained that a whistleblower gave them information. They are not willing to share that information, they say, until the Chief Executive Neil Doncaster and the in-house lawyer Rod McKenzie are suspended. No one else but Rangers has called for suspensions. Aberdeen and Hearts backed up Rangers with the call for an independent inquiry, which has now taken place. But Rangers are the only club who have called for two men to be suspended. Therefore, surely now that an independent inquiry has been conducted, if there are flaws in the independent inquiry and Rangers know that there are flaws because they can prove it, then surely now is the time to come out and say so. If not, why not? Yeah, Alex, I would expect many fans out there, maybe some clubs as well, to say that this doesn't go far enough. It's too narrow. It's only into the the time frame, the chronology of Dundee's vote and they want more of this stuff uncovered. 
However, if we separate the two issues, if you're talking specifically about this, about the vote, about about that timeline, if if someone out there has got evidence to say that this from Deloitte is is not the case, then well, this this is at the point we're going to have to back that up because this, unless someone knows of of something we don't, th- this is the the answer if you like from Deloitte on the timeline. Yeah, without doubt, I think if there's any other stuff that is out there, Gordon, it may well be a case of putting that out to the public domain because that would automatically. Uh, result in an independent uh, inquiry, and it may well be more in depth. And well, I to be, know. I mean, this was independent. Deloitte carried it out. Yeah, but what I mean, in depth in terms yeah, of so all wider, the, wider parameters. Without, yeah. uh, listen, I've already mentioned in terms of how did they come to the decision? Was it in their legal parameters of the the proposal, the resolution, the legal aspect of that? Was that within their remit to give out the votes without having all the votes cast? To my knowledge, I've never known this to happen before. Uh, does that unduly influence Dundee's vote then? Because they have more information over the course of the five days, Gordon. Now, if you go back to John Nelms' statement, once they change to a yes, he says if we had a couple of more pieces of information, we would mm-hmm. have voted yes, rather no on the Friday. Yep. So my my question is, what was the information that they were given mm-hmm. that the other 41 clubs were not given? And does that compromise the whole voting process? When you take it that stage further, based on where we're at at the moment, it's absolutely not a guarantee that reconstruction is going to happen either. So it, it does get you, it, it, it does lead to that question how did Dundee feel like they would gain from this? Because say reconstruction doesn't happen, but Dundee are clearly happy now with their yes vote. They clearly are. Yep. No, in terms of the the reconstruction, Gordon, uh, I think that was most certainly a little caveat for a lot of teams who it was in their interest to follow down that particular path. If they voted yes, then the next port of call was reconstruction. So there's almost, when you put this to the table, you're adding, by the way, at the end of this, you're getting your money, you're getting your prize money, which a lot of the clubs would most certainly have needed. But a wee add-on to that is, and by the way, see the reconstruction We'll most certainly sit around the table And better still, we'll put uh, Anne Budge Jackie but, yeah, but, but again, why is that in, in, in Dundee's real interest? Cause it, in Dundee's sta- interest as it, stand, as it stands at the moment yes. though do you really, is, is reconstruction likely as far as you're concerned at the moment? Uh, I actually don't know what the, well, I've not heard a lot from that working group this week, Gordon But if you're talking about how does it benefit Dundee? So Dundee United are no, yeah, If reconstruction is to happen, of course I get yeah. that But I'm talking about Dundee's big decision to change their vote Hugh and they're, they're clearly happy with the yes they're clearly sticking by that when depending who you listen to some people don't think there's any chance we get reconstruction pushed through which would benefit Dundee Reconstruction right now for me is the biggest waste of time in Scottish football I agree with Leanne Dempster at Hibs there is a meteor headed towards Scottish football Reconstruction is a massive distraction of no importance right now because the survival of clubs is the most important thing. And the longer we go on with no income and big outgoings, the closer we come to losing clubs. Now, you can talk about whether uh, what was in it for Dundee or what was in it for any other club to vote against or for the SPFL motion. However, none of that suggests wrongdoing. Rangers are suggesting wrongdoing. Therefore, if you know of wrongdoing and you can prove it, then surely you must come forward. 
Well on that note Rangers statement has just this second dropped In the inbox It says Rangers alongside other Scottish clubs Have submitted a members requisition To the SPFL It requests a general meeting of all 42 member clubs To be held to consider Calling an independent investigation Into And it lists 7 bullet points The preparation and content of the briefing note you know, Prior to the vote The decision to announce The vote before all votes had been received That clearly still sticks in the throat of a lot of people the decision to disregard the vote submitted by Dundee and allow them to vote a second time. The appropriateness of communication between the executive of the SPFL and other governing bodies. Um, interaction of SPFL executives, compliance. There's a few other points here that I think will get lost if I just list them all on radio. Um, they say they've received the SPFL's letter today. Um, they call that a narrow scope of their investigation which alarmingly failed to examine wider fundamental issues. Rangers have made it very clear we have a dossier of evidence which we will make readily available to an independent investigation. Now, are they saying that that dossier will be made readily available to an independent investigation? Are they adding, so long as Neil Doncaster is suspended, first of all... No mention of that this time. Yeah, well, that's very interesting then. Uh, have they dropped that side of it? Um, but as always, transparency is crucial. Here we have a matter which is obviously dividing Scottish football. If Rangers are willing to show us the dossier at a general meeting of the clubs, then fair enough. I am not entirely sure of the process now, what you have to do to get your general meeting. But if it will help, if it will help clear up this whole thing, then by all means, let us have it. But interesting development if they are now no longer calling for the suspension of two men. Right, Andy is first up tonight. He's in Broomhill. Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing? Not bad at all. How are you? You okay? Just about, yeah. I've been uh, enjoying a little bit of sunshine today out oh, my window. You cannot beat it. You can't beat it. No Ale- garden. Alex Ray's looking a bit sun-kissed on top of that baldy <laughs> napper, if you ask me, Andy. But I'll, I'll make sure he's got the after sun on it. What's, your, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got a couple of points I want to make. Uh, the first one is with regard to the independent investigation. I'm glad that they've had it. There has been a bit of a shambles with the whole uh, process. It looks like Deloitte, one of the biggest investigation, uh, one of the biggest auditors in the world, have uh, for the time being cleared the names of Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie. Um, so we've got to now move on to the next thing. Rangers have been going on for about two weeks now with this uh, so-called evidence they have. They've been calling the SPFL the blackmailers. At the moment, the only people who look like blackmailers are Rangers. Where is this evidence that they, they have? They've talked and talked and talked about it. We're all waiting. Uh, there's, as Hugh said, a need for transparency. It's crucial. And at the moment, it just looks like Rangers are trying to bully the SPFL. I can understand why they're upset, what with the ramifications it can have with regard to nine in a row. But with the thought that of all people, uh, Rangers would have been able to emphasise with the clubs that are fighting for their survival. Well Alex the bottom line Rangers have made it very clear We have a dossier of evidence Which we will make readily available To an independent investigation So Gordon do you know the thing With with that actual statement That you just made there I would be flabbergasted If an independent investigation Came to fruition And then you go to Rangers Give us the evidence And it's a damp squib Because to continue on this path With having nothing 
would just make them look inept now well, at the same time though, there, there could be a, a third option which is Rangers genuinely believe that it's 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 good evidence but an in, you know an investigation not, might not agree there, yeah. there, there are other options I think you would when you say overwhelming evidence I, I think you would have to be in the corner of you think you've actually got someone God you can't just go in there and go okay and then it just blows up I don't think that would wash away the Rangers public Going back to Andy's point there Andy in terms of the investigation with the well-renowned Deloitte's were you happy with the range of the investigation where it's specific to one bit were you happy with the voting process uh, about uh, delivering incomplete uh, votes you know given Dundee uh, the casting vote are you, you happy with that whole process Andy well I'd, I'd have to say uh, none of us here are experts in auditing but Deloitte certainly are so they will have been tasked by, as far as I'm aware, they will have been tasked with this investigation by somebody. I'm not actually entirely sure who would appoint them to do that. But I would leave that to the experts to sort of review what information is important and what isn't. Maybe you guys could shed some light on uh, but Andy, uh, Andy, who Andy, would have appointed them. Andy, Andy, I'm asking you, were you happy the way that the voting came out after? Even though there was clubs not voted Yeah, Rangers statement tonight Andy is certainly suggesting That that's, that wasn't part of the investigation So you're right I'm, I'm not for a second Going to pretend I know more about The, the auditing process but, but it was about the chronology of, of, of the events Rather than you know, For instance Rangers specifying That they, they don't feel the decision To announce the result of an incomplete vote Before all votes had been received They're saying that wasn't part of, of Deloitte's investigation well, I, to- I totally uh, understand uh, the the sentiment that they're making there. Um, they definitely didn't do a good job of host- hosting the voting process. They could have definitely done a better job. I just think that um, there has been investigations made into certain aspects of it. I reckon it's all connected. You know, the communications are probably connected to the actual vote itself. And um, perhaps if there'd been anything untoward there, it would have then led Deloitte into making further investigations into other areas. But I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert in auditing. I don't know if any of you guys are. But nope. Just can I ask a question? Hugh, can I ask a question? Who sets the terms of this investigation in terms of the depth of it all? Who sets the terms? Well, on the basis that it's. Uh, unprecedented in my experience I don't know uh, I imagine that uh, Deloitte are given a blank sheet of paper and said look we have been uh, uh, undermined here people are saying that uh, there's been impropriety and they have come back and said that they can find no evidence of wrongdoing now as I say ad nauseum on this program Scottish football runs on spite malice and distrust and right now we're up to our necks in spite, malice and distrust. This will not go away. Therefore, when the SPFL board meet on Monday, I would like to think that they would give due consideration to what Rangers have asked for tonight. By all means, let's have this general meeting. By all means, let Rangers give this dossier to the public and uh, we can all then uh, work out whether there has been wrongdoing. As I say, you have a vote. You can invite ridicule from within and out with Scotland and say it was an embarrassment the way the whole process was conducted. What you cannot say is that it was improper in its handling unless you provide evidence that 
backs your case Andy in Broomhill Thank you very much For kicking us off Stephen is in East Bride. He's a Rangers fan And he's coming up next Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray's in the studio Hugh Keevans is in his man cave as well They're waiting for you to get in touch On the usual number Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's speak to Stephen Who's in East Bride. Hi Stephen Hi guys, uh, thanks for having me on um, I've got a couple of points I would like to make uh, First of all is Am I right in saying Tonight at 6 o'clock That you guys reported that Dundee's decision Was found in an email spam folder In the corridors of, of the SPFL Oh yes And my second point And my second point is um. Why are you guys within Clyde and other media outlets pushing for this? Rangers need to provide this evidence and such and such. When you guys know fine well there's a legality issue. We're talking about the rules and regulations of the game. We're talking about fair play. We're talking about integrity of of Scottish football, of fans' um, passion for the game. And my third point is do you really think Celtic fans want the league handy to them? And to extend that point, there's there's not there's cup games aren't being talked about. We're talking about the league. Mm-hmm. I'm an I'm an NHS frontliner. I don't emphasise. I can't fathom football being played until next May. Yeah. I can't I can't fathom football being played at all this season. So. The bigger picture is when do we when do we talking about having crowds and we're looking at obviously sport and integrity. I love my club to bits. I know I, I, we all do. Doesn't matter what team you support. I love my club to bits, but I want I want a fair outcome. I want a fair outcome mm-hmm. for everybody. But most of all, I know there's a lot on the line here with um, Celtic going for nine ten in a row. It would be unfair. I mean, I shouldn't say this, but it, sh- it would be unfair for for Rangers fans to say oh, that's uh, that's tainted. That's t-. Celtic fans deserve to have a full crack at going for a particular title. Same as Rangers fans. So, for me, the best outcome would be an Ellen Void in all competitions and start start football mm-hmm. either. At Christmas or May, and I know that my opinion may sound controversial because there's going to be a major, major financial implications to the game, and there will be. I just I worry that um, the pulling power of the clubs and within the SPL are going to have a major, a major. Um, you're going to see major repercussions anyway, regardless of what. What we're doing Yeah right okay, Stephen there's quite a lot To get through First of all Keep up the good work We are all Really grateful For the hard work That, that you're putting in During these times So I just want to, to Make that very clear Let's Start with the The first point you, uh, Stephen saying I mean Did you guys really report That this email was Was stuck in some sort of Spam folder And that clearly does sound ridiculous You, No one's pretending that it's not ridiculous It's about whether it was improper 
Yeah, uh, everyone's getting in on it. I've even had a family member sending me a text saying uh, that he's an IT expert, and he is. Uh, he said an email will have a timestamp against when it landed in the system, regardless if it goes into a recipient's mailbox. Oh yeah, but so that's not that's know. not that's not been that's not been debated by Deloitte or by yeah, the SPFL. Yeah. No, as I say, you can all shout amongst yourselves. The bottom line here is Rangers will not let this go away. Therefore, by all means, let's have the general meeting that they request. By all means, let's have them make public this dossier that they say they have because this will not go away and the the bottom line is that we are faced with a catastrophic future for Scottish football unless we can get football back when it's safe to do so and when clubs can earn money but we are in severe danger of losing many clubs can we get this matter out of the way was there impropriety in the vote to passed the SPFL uh, proposal on the closure of leagues. Can we get it out the way? And then we could maybe try to save Scottish football. I wonder, I, I'm, and I don't know the answer to this, it's not a loaded question, Alex. I wonder how long we can continue to, to link these two things because that resolution still sticks in the throat of people clearly. Yes. But it passed. I mean, D- Dundee United are, are going up. You know, there, there is no, no there it. is no doubt about that. As far as I can understand, Wraith Rovers are going up. Cove are going up now. It's my understanding that the SPFL now have, I think, it's thirty-five days to convene a general meeting. Now, would an independent investigation then kick in after that? And if it's to be this. Broad investigation That Rangers really want How long does that take To return the result Now I'm not saying It's not important If people want to find out The truth Fine Great But The notion that we can do that And then Reconstruct Or then Find out where we go as As a country that that seems like That could be difficult Yeah I think the issue That you have Gordon We We have already made Uh A call On the bottom three divisions you have now got another working group trying to reconstruct. You also have other working groups uh, in the system as well. A joint response group talking about uh, the rules of the game, how it's going to look forward, talking about the... Yeah, they've the, always the, been in place, to be fair, yeah, just, just to keep talk, everyone updated. But what I'm saying is you've still got all these things, these plates spinning, Gordon, whilst Rangers and others are talking about uh, getting a general meeting of the 42 members to consider an independent investigation. So to answer your question, Gordon, there is a lot going on and Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen and several others are now saying that they want an independent inquiry. They'll have to go down this channel for that to be implemented whilst all this other stuff is carrying on regardless because you've got two factions here. You've got the SPFL who are trying to push through resolutions and trying to get to a a, a possibility of reconstruction whilst... You've got other teams who are not quite happy with the, uh, the first resolution that was set out. So it's a wee bit mismatched at the moment. The problem you have is no one's willing to give any uh, leverage. I would just pull you up on one thing, Alec. You're saying the SPFL are trying to push through. The SPFL is made up of 42 clubs. The 42 clubs did get a vote. You can argue over the way that vote was conducted... But that's not the SPFL trying to push through anything. Uh, yeah, they they were given a proposal. <laughs> well, actually, I, 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 maybe, maybe you're both right. Yeah. Maybe you're both right. Because maybe it's not... It's, it, this idea that the SPFL wanted to push through their resolution, 
that should be obvious. That's kind of how resolutions work. And I, actually, I think James wants to make a similar point. Hi, James. Hi, good evening again. Oh, so many things to say, and I've only got one mouth. Um, just before I go on to my, the main point, I quite agree with you. Um, I was on here, I think, last week, and I, I was saying that all these internal reviews, you know, Leanne Dempster and, and the reconstruction of what Rangers are doing, it's just wasting time. You know, we should have a crisis management committee put together looking at all the nuclear options, what happens if we run out of money, what happens if the sky pull the deal, and we should be looking at every club's finances. You know, the clubs are just living hand-to-mouth. 43% comes through footfall. That has to change. And this, this season and all of this and the sky deal should be a catalyst for that. And we should be putting um, wage caps on teams' income. But that's for another <laughs> argument. For, for this point... I was on again saying that the SPFL were visionaries through all of this. They administered it wrong. I admit that. What they should have done is come out and said, look, this is a special resolution. That's defining company law straight away. Every board in the country should know what that means. Every board in the country knows it's 28 days. But what the SPFL should have said is that you've got 28 days. However, we want this vote in by Friday. Now, the no votes in company law, it says... And you're quite right that these these resolutions are designed to get passed. These are for boards to push through decisions quickly, purely for finance ordinarily. Now, because they're designed to pass, in company law it says a yes vote can't be rescinded. It doesn't say anything about a no vote, but they can be rescinded at any time, you know, and they could be changed. So regardless of when that email showed up in a spam folder or regardless of when anyone's seen that email, or regardless of the information that Dundee were given after the vote, it's irrelevant, because that information they would have got at some point, and at that point, they could have changed their vote to a yes. But by that time, <laughs> we could have teams going to the wall. So my point is, again, we're wasting time. We need to cut through all this rubbish. We need to get a proper financial plan put in place for the whole of Scottish football, because if we don't, Teams are, and it's going to be Premiership teams, are going to fold. And then we won't have any football. Because we won't have any football until next year anyway in front of full crowds. We know that. So stop there wasting is, time. There is no, James, James there, there is no financial plan that can be put in place because there's no money. And the biggest crisis ever to face Scottish football is based on this. We are attempting to deal with a killer virus over which... We have no control, not the SPFL, the SFA, Rangers, Celtic or any other club. We have no control over this. We've got requests for a feasibility study from Aberdeen. We've got Neil Doncaster going to the Scottish Government to point out that Scottish football is worth £200 million plus to the Scottish economy. All well and good. However, we can't get back to playing football because it's not healthy to do so. And in the meantime... Clubs are shelling out money, big money in the case of Celtic and Rangers, right way down the scale to the, the, the bottom division, shelling out money, no income, outcome, disaster. Yeah, it is an interesting point James makes, Alex, and I just I personally feel sort of torn on it, because if you're Rangers or you're Aberdeen or your hearts and you want the truth... On the face of it, how can, you, how can you have a problem with that? Wanting the truth should always be encouraged. It should always be admirable. And, and if we've got real concerns about the governance of our game, let's try and, and find out about it. 
but these are the most unusual of times, and, and I, 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 I don't have an answer to this. I just wonder how we're going to do all this at the same time. How we're going to reconstruct? How we are going to keep our clubs afloat? How we're going to have a independent inquiry in six weeks' time? I don't know. I, I can't. I can't envisage how we clean all that up. Well, let's put it this way: it'll be most certainly very difficult, Gordon. Um, the problem we have is that. These clubs are not going to let this go They are going to pursue it I take James's point on in terms of clubs going to the wall Now, even if Rangers, Hearts and Aberdeen put this to the back burner I still think, because of the time frame of this I think you and James have touched upon it in terms of Because of where we are, no revenue coming in There is most certainly clubs are really, really going to struggle Because the longer this goes on, Gordon The more and more difficult that clubs are going to have to adapt to this uh, Where they go uh, for money, I have no idea Because banks uh, are not really Throwing money at people at the moment either So um, It would saddle them with debt going forward as well uh, An unfair uh, place to be Further down the line So, you know, it is extremely difficult And I just don't see anybody Giving any uh, yardage uh, with this I think there's a lot of disappointed people With the actual uh, How narrow this actual uh, investigation was James, you mentioned cutting through all this And that also is an admirable sentiment But if you are Rangers or your Aberdeen or your Hearts And you genuinely believe that it's not been handled in a, a proper manner Do you not still have the right to try and pursue that? Oh no, don't get me wrong Don't get me wrong I'm saying there shouldn't be an, an internal, uh, independent review Of course there should But there'll be internal reviews right across the country The government will have a, an, a sorry, an independent review after all this is finished But it's after all this is finished You know, there won't be any decisions getting made anyway not in the meantime. I mean, reconstruction. What's going to? Ha- I mean, nothing's going to be played through this year. <laughs> That's fine. Have that conversation. But all this stuff about uh, an independent. I mean, who knows what's going to happen between now and if, if we start playing football again? There could be other things happening. So we're going to have another independent review. You don't have independent reviews in the middle of an issue. You wait until the issue is finished, then you have the reviews. You can bet your bottom dollar that the organisations all over the country having these independent reviews, but they're not having them now. <laughs> you know, there's going to be other issues get thrown up. We're wasting well, time. Uh, We're wasting money. We just got to get on with it. Get crisis management in place and save these clubs. Again, James, this is Scotland, and we have a, a fascination with tribalism. And unless we attend to this particular matter of tribalism at the moment. It will never go away. So it will have to run in tandem with the plan to keep all 42 clubs alive, if that is possible, or is it now a pipe dream? But it'll have to run in tandem with that because Rangers say they have a dossier, say they will make it public if they get a general meeting. Apparently, and I say apparently, they may change their mind later on, uh, or new Evidence may come to light later on. They are no longer calling for the suspension of Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie. But yeah, I don't think we can assume Rangers that. Want... It just doesn't mention it in tonight's statement. Right. Okay. But whatever Rangers want in terms of the general meeting, by all means, let's have it then, and let it run in tandem with the fight for survival because it's not going away. Okay, James. Thank you very much for your call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You may or may not be interested to hear that the Dutch league. Has called it a day But with no champions Or no relegation What do you make of that? Get your calls in Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talk to Thompson's.com 
Duke Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. On tonight's show, we're looking for your calls on the usual number or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Um, Hugh, we've been trying our best to keep an eye on what's happening elsewhere, not to say that it automatically means we'll do the same, but it's, it's clearly an interesting talking point. The Dutch League. Um, now remember their government's taken a very hard stance on this So they're talking nothing at all before September So they've called the league No surprise there um, But what has got everyone debating today Is that they are not naming a champion And they are having no relegation either Now this has got everyone very excited Again, it's okay to just be honest If your team um, is sort of second or wherever else in the league And you feel that you might lose out You're saying, brilliant, Holland, that's the way to go They're they're the guys to follow Um, And if your team's top, then you probably wouldn't agree But Hugh, that's what Holland have done nevertheless Yeah, uh, now, this throws up the question of If they're not having champions Then who goes into the Champions League? The the team at the top They get they get two well, they get two places. So again, and it's slightly different. I think Ajax and Altmar are actually level the points. level on points. They're only separated by goal difference with nine games left. So both of them will get into the Champions League because they get two Champions League places. Okay, right. So UEFA also said in their deliberations yesterday that, uh, that they felt it was fair to have leagues uh, called on sporting merit. Now, with regard to our specific case here. Uh, I think if you're 13 points ahead with eight games to play, Sporting Merit says that you're the champions. Uh, With regard to the relegation of Hearts, as it would be, uh, then, again, if a hurricane passes through your town, the chances are there'll be structural damage. And uh, we have, in the case of Hearts, Partick Thistle, Stranraer, we have collateral damage. Uh, And... uh, that's an unfortunate, and I stress unfortunate, uh, side issue of what's going on. Hugh, I was just sorry, I was going to say to Hugh, in terms of the points difference, if you go down the division, one division below Ajax, the team who are currently mm-hmm. top, you who are 11 points clear, but will not be promoted. Yeah, this and this is the bit that's, that's jumping out for me, Hugh, because all we are doing is... Especially in this city We're just taking this information And applying it to whatever suits What we wanted to in the first place If you are a Rangers fan Let's just let's be honest You'll think that what the Netherlands are doing Is the right thing And great and well on them And if you're a Celtic fan Who's got a 13 point lead You'll question it Now I don't think it's that Overly controversial Hugh To look at the Netherlands situation Say their level um, they're only separated by goal difference um, So we're not going to name any champions And people might say, right, no relegation That's fair But then when you dig down to the next division As Alex says, Camber And apologies if I've pronounced that wrong yes. They're 11 points clear And have now been denied the chance of promotion So is that fair? No And therefore, we're back to where we, we began six weeks ago Everybody needs to realise There is no perfect solution to this yeah, of course. And uh, again, I threw in the word tribalism, uh, which is what you've been explaining there, that if you're a Rangers fan, anything, anything at all, which prevents Celtic being named champions, you will vote for that. You are very much in favour of that. For every Holland, there's a Belgium, where Belgium say, look, Club Bruges are the champions in our estimation, and we want to declare them such. So it comes down to individual countries we have made our decision via this much-contested SPFL proposal uh, that the lower leagues have already been called. And now we have the Premiership to be called. And uh, 
I think that if sporting merit comes into it, then in terms of the champions, it ought to be Celtic. I mean, Alex, again, so the Camber bosses, there's some quotes from him tonight saying that, you know, this is the greatest shame in the history of Dutch sport. So it's always important to have balance. I've seen this. A lot of people have been sending me tweets and so on, holding the Netherlands up as if to say, look, how good are these guys? These guys have got it totally right. There's sporting integrity there. They're not giving out titles. But there's a club there that's calling it the greatest shame in the history yeah. of Dutch sport. And it goes back to what he says about in terms of your own self-interest. And the Camber guy has uh, very much got a case as well, Gordon. So, you know, I understand it from all uh, perspectives. Uh, the ha- but the problem you have is, Gordon, once you make a call, it has to go down all your divisions. So, invariably, there's going to be people win uh, or gain on it and others will lose out. Just as long as it's... Not your team that loses out And it is your team that gains So that seems to be the way Our, our discussion's going um, I mean Hugh Can you imagine this as well See just in case you think That it's it's only Our wacky world That does things like this So the clubs were actually Asked to vote on this 16 clubs voted for relegation 9 voted against it And 9 abstained So the KNVB Just stepped in And decided that They wouldn't have relegation Listen with regard To our own country here Our own country I've said to you before, Gordon, that this particular issue will scar Scottish football for generations. My fear now, though, is that there won't be generations because we are now, or ought to be, involved in trying to keep our major league together. The lower leagues, uh, of course, are important, but we're talking about the lifeblood of Scottish football, our premiership. And I'm not sure how many of our premiership clubs will still be in existence by the end of this year if football is not possible. And Grant Munns tweeted in a a really important question. Uh, He says, why have you and your pundits been saying the Dutch option is off the table? You've been saying it from day one. Um, We haven't. I, I think the confusion here, I think people are getting too hung up on the terminology. What we've been saying, Alex, is that null and void is off the table. Now, I've seen what the Dutch have done today. I've seen that reported as... As being null and void But it's not Null and void means you pretend it never happened yep. Now The Eredivisie have called it as is They've given out those placings if you like Now Ajax and Alkmaar will go into the Champions League They're doing it in sporting merit Because they're in the top two um, But that's not quite the same as null and void As in Null and void expunges it from the record books yep. and, and pretends that it never happened no, I, I think I, I think there's a subtle difference here Yeah without a doubt I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right Gordon And, and the reason in being because of the Europa League and Champions League places, exactly. so, yeah, I think Ajax go into the the straight the into the group stages, and yeah. then uh, AZ go into the qualification. Yeah, so so yeah. they are being treated as champions. Yes. granted they've not been given the title. Yeah. so I think that's where the difference yeah, lies. And, and you just ask yourself the question, Gordon: Was that discussed at the SPFL uh, meetings? Uh, whether that was a possibility? Because or would that have been seen as null and void as as we've come to know it? Let's speak to Alec and Blantyre. Hi, Alec. Hi, how you doing? How's the panel? You? Yeah. Um, how you doing? Hi, All good. What's All right. on your mind? Um, just a, I really, I, I don't like to admit it. I agree with you. A lot you've got. Wow. Aye, <laughs> uh, but um, listen, I'm Rangers diehard. My dad played the Rangers and all that. And but see if you really ask a, a football fan, and Celtic are going to win the league. Right, I'm, I'm just, and I'll probably get pelters for this. But I think Celtic are going to win the league. Right? Okay. So. Which is fine But financially For the clubs Get relegated Okay It's hardship for them They're all going through A hardship And a big point for me And 
when Rangers were going through their bad point, they were Dundee United sat there quick enough to to throw us down the trap. You know what I mean? They, they couldn't wait. And okay, we deserve a punishment. Whatever, we, we battle back. And it's hard. I don't want like to see any team go down. I've got mates that are every fans, and and you don't want like to see small clubs like that go down. But if we need and see Neil Doncaster, right? I'm going to ask you. Do you honestly think he knows anything about Fatba? Hugh, Neil Doncaster is a, a civil servant. Neil Doncaster is well. uh, employed. He's employed to carry out the wishes of the SPFL board and of the 42 member clubs of the SPFL. Whether he, I believe he knows plenty about football, but he's not there for his knowledge of football. He's there to carry out an administrator's job. The I mean, that, said though, that, that said though, Hugh, there's been a lot of debate in, in recent times about, you know, he's, I'm sure he's, he's well paid for that trouble and you, you can still expect the, the best possible job to be done, can you not? Of course, yeah. As I say, if you want to say that the SPFL proposal and the vote that took place uh, was cack-handed, was an embarrassment to Scottish football and to people who live outside of Scotland who were embarrassed for Scottish football, by all means, come straight to the front of the queue. But are you accusing Neil Doncaster of influencing this vote in an improper way? Uh, Alec? Right. I thought we were doing well getting Stephen Gerrard right. We're, we're lifting the profile of Scottish football, and this guy, this kind of, I'm like, what are you talking about? And even watching Stephen Gerrard's interviewing like that, he's embarrassed. You can tell he's embarrassed. But what's going on with the full, the full scenario with this thing? And see, Rangers didn't. See, Rangers, see, Rangers didn't want to go on. They'd come out and defend it. They'd be hammering us. So there's something there, and he knows it. So we don't talk well, you see, see the, 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 there, is the, there is the phraseology that we have to be careful with. There's something there. There's something there. Now, unless we get this matter over and done with, we'll never get on with this job of making sure that clubs survive. And I'm talking again about the Premiership. We're going to lose Premiership clubs by the end of the year. So if there's something there, let's have another independent inquiry or general meeting or whatever it is you want and let's get this dossier out on a desk and see if Rangers can prove impropriety. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Big thank you to Alec and Blantyre for the call. It's that time of the night. Step up to the plate if you want to win yourself a signed ball. All you need to do is get more questions right than Alex Ray. It's that simple. 01419511025. Get the call in before 7 o'clock. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray is in the studio Hugh Keevans is in his man cave And they're waiting for your call It's another big day in Scottish football We managed to have all these big days Without any action being taken Has anyone even counted How many weekends is this now? Without football What are we about? Seven? Six, seven, Six or seven Anyway uh, That doesn't stop the <laughs> uh, All the debate All the controversy Because the SPFL have confirmed today an independent investigation by Deloitte has found no improper behaviour by the SPFL into the chronology of Dundee's vote um, to end the lower league season early. Now, Rangers have already replied 
publicly to say that they don't feel the investigation goes far enough and essentially want another independent investigation. So this one will indeed rumble on and on. But for the meantime, uh, it takes us up nicely to this. As soon as we finish playing Beat the Pundit, we're going to speak to Greg Doherty, Rangers midfielder, been on loan at Hibs. He joins us on the show after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it's the final Beat the Pundit of the week. It's been quite the week on Beat the Pundit, if I do say so. Um, you, well, you saw, you saw the video of our pal Joe. From Kirk and Tillock the other evening. <laughs> it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now it's always amazed me, Alex Ray, how you get through two hours on here without letting the odd. Um... I, I had a, a word of advice when I first started in 2008 with Peter Martin, and he says, I'll give you one word of advice. You swear once, you're out. There we go. And you've managed to behave yourself, sort of, ever since. But it, it, it's been plain sailing, I think, since then. And the final contestant of the week is Jonathan in Bridge of Allen. How are you tonight, Jonathan? Not too bad. Good stuff. Are you confident? Are you feeling in good form? Um, not too bad. Oh. Alright, so. okay. That's fine. Sitting on the fence, not too bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove Hugh Keevens as an option. Um because he's in his house and I don't I just don't trust the process. So you're taking on Alex tonight. What I'll do is give him some Clyde two to listen to. And that way he can't hear what you've got to say. Jonathan, I'll put thirty seconds on the clock. You can pass. If you don't know something, pass quickly and move on to the next one. Are you ready? No Great, yeah. your time starts now Who knocked Celtic out of the Europa League this season? That was... Um, pass Who's the Partick Thistle captain? Pass Who left Rangers for Liverpool in 2010? Pass Thomas Tuchel manages which French side? Leon. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Borderers? Um, Queenie South. Who is the Scotland captain? Men's captain. That's Andrew Robertson. Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm good to go. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Who knocked Celtic out of the Europa League this season? Uh, Pass. Who is the Partick Thistle captain? Pass. Who left Rangers for Liverpool in 2010? Pass Thomas Tuchel manages which French side? Toulouse Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Borderers? Queen of South Who is the Scotland men's captain? Pass Which country hosted the 1994 World Cup? USA You had too much sun today Horrendous That's a new one Who is the Scotland men's captain? Andy Robertson Come on anyway uh, Let's go through it um, This was Let me think Should I put it this politely um, This is the worst game Of Beat the Pundit I've ever seen That's about as kind As I can put it Who knocked Celtic Out of the Europa League This season Copenhagen oh, so it was. I know you've tried To remove it From your memory Jonathan um, <laughs> none, none of you got it Who's the Partick Thistle captain Tam O'Ware None of you got it Who left Rangers For Liverpool In 2010 Danny Wilson None of you got it Are you seeing a theme Developing here Hugh Keevans Yeah Two duds <laughs> Uh, Thomas Tuchel manages which French side And I'm thinking Do you know what If they don't know They'll just guess the biggest one They'll guess PSG None of you did (laughs) Nil nil After four questions Which Scottish side Are nicknamed The Borderers Now calculated guesses Queen of the South I could see where you were coming from But they're the Dunhamers It's Berwick So after five questions It is nil 
Nil <laughs> Who is the Scotland men's <laughs> captain Andy Robertson Jonathan got it oh. Alex didn't So it comes down to the last question Because Jonathan didn't get that far Which country hosted The 1994 World Cup It was the USA And you have From one yard out The scrappiest of 95th minute equalisers Off your backside And taking it to a tiebreaker Jonathan that was honking All round rubbish Are you ready to make up for it in the tiebreaker? Hope so Good man Right Second night in a row I think We've gone to a tiebreaker So here's the deal I'll read the question Alex you'll write your answer down And then Jonathan will tell me his attempt How many goals has Alfredo Morelos scored for Rangers In all competitions? Alex, write it down Not just this season This is in his career How many goals has Alfredo Morelos Scored for Rangers in all competitions? Write it down Show me your paper Uh, Quickly if you can Okay, Jonathan, what do you think? 68 Right, this this is arithmetic that even I can do I love it when that happens Alex has gone 58 Jonathan's gone 68 And the answer 77 The wow. sign ball Is well on done, its Jonathan. way To Bridge of Allen Well done Jonathan Thank you Good man The worst victory I've ever heard But it's a victory nevertheless And the sign ball Is on its way Hugh Standards terrible, Alex is terrible. Alex is one that's always Talking to us about levels as well Yeah um, I have to say I wrote down 68 For the last question there So Either I'm as good as Jonathan or as bad as Jonathan. Uh, there we go. Well, listen, it's all about winning. It's a results-driven business, as they say, to dust off my old football cliche book. So, Jonathan, in Bridge of Allen, well done. The final contestant on this week's Beat the Pundit. And we'll send that sign ball up there as well. Your chance to Beat the Pundit will be back Monday night at 7 o'clock. Now, we have been reacting to the news today of that SPFL um, investigation by Deloitte We also told you the decision that the Netherlands have taken To end the season as it is Leave the table as it is But not give out a title at the top And not relegate anyone at the bottom um, We've also had some further calls um, Or further concerns I should say uh, uh, For the finances at Hearts From Anne Budge So we'll get to them a bit later on But in the meantime I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line By Rangers midfielder Greg Doherty Greg how are you? Thanks for joining us yeah, I'm very good. How are you guys? Yes, not bad at all. We've had a, a number of your uh, fellow professionals on, Greg, and it always just starts off pretty similar. What on earth have you been doing with yourself over the last couple of months? Um, it's, it's like a pre-season with no ending, uh, to be honest with you. It's like you've, you've got your programme. Um, like everyone will be the same. It's uh, Every footballer, is, it's just like you're running, trying to keep fit, but not really got an end date. I mean, it's... It was obviously before the lockdown was extended. You were kind of leading up to that one, and then the rumours started going around that it was going to be another three weeks. So it's like, yeah, you get another program sent out, and it's just, yeah, it doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to be stopping, unfortunately. What does that process look like? Are those results fed back to the club? Is it, you know, is there a, an under, is it just an understanding there that you're putting a shift in? You know, they're actually well. Uh, with everything these days, it's, there's no hiding place. I suppose so you have to. Um, Download the app Strava, the running app, and it's all logged on Strava, so you can see what everyone's doing. And but it's um, no, it's, it's it's good. It gives you a sort of boost when you look at it and you see the other boys are doing it as well. Then you know you're not just the only one because it can be a bit of mentally a, a grind at times. Um, just continuously running yourself. But there's obviously there's some ball work um, drills being added as well. So it's go back to basics and just um, finding a ball in a wall and or doing some keep ups <laughs> just to keep your yeah. Your, well, your football skills intact. Who's the man to beat then at Rangers when it comes to the running stats? Uh, there's, a, there's a few of us to be fair. Um, Ryan Jack, the, the midfielders, I'd say, are the dominant ones. We're the, 
the, the top of the running group. But it's a tough, uh, it's a tough school at uh, Rangers, as in the the running, the pre-season is demanding, the programs are demanding. But you you do feel the benefit, um, and particularly on a day like today when you're out and, and you get your session done, knowing that you've got the weekend off, it's it's, it's nice just kind of sitting in the try to get a bit of sun and, and just enjoy what is your summer yeah what a brilliant, what a brilliant the, mid, the midfielders was. union you should have seen the smile on Alex Ray's face Greg when you said that because he's just delighted that it's he can, it's the midfielders that are leading oh, the do, way do you know the thing as he went there's a few is at the top a few of us yeah yes. including himself oh, in that. yeah I liked that as well well that's the thing Greg I think last time you were on uh, you revealed you know you've got a bit of a a bit of an athletics background You were quite a, a, a Formidable runner Before you, you added the ball Into the equation I've noticed all these footballers Have been out Running their 5Ks And posting their times On social media And trying to outdo each other What's your What's your record at the moment? <laughs> uh, it, it changes It changes on how you're feeling Each day I suppose <laughs> no, we uh, the best, Greg. Come on get off the fence Give us the PB Come on I would, I would say it's a PB It's around 17 minutes As, as they go <laughs> That's decent You're not decent. supposed to go On the motorbike Greg for... <laughs> I'm tired just hearing that um, That's right. 17 minutes So 6 minute miles Just over 6 minutes oh. um, Hugh Keevans Now I'm pretty sure Greg Comes from From your neck of the woods So if he, if he's out Doing his running And he wants some care In the community He could always pick up A, a food parcel And deliver it to To, to the The elderly in Bears Den Could he not? I'm actually well, pretty sure I've seen uh, him this morning, believe it or not. No way. Have you seen him this morning? I walk, I'm pretty sure I've seen him at a walk today. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not, I'm being serious. I'm actually I'm, I'm positive it was, it was him at his daily walk, I'd imagine. Hugh? Is that, that was likely? I, I was, yeah, I was on Mulgai Road, if, that, if yeah, that's where exactly, you were, Greg. Exactly yeah, I was on, I was on Mulgai Road. Uh, now, listen, I've got a serious question for you. You know, it, it, we've all had fun who's doing what well you're in lockdown but Greg you're a professional football player and you used a, an expression earlier on no hiding place you, you're a professional football player being confronted by a situation that no one has ever had to deal with in, in your quieter moments uh, do, do you ever have moments of concern about where all of this is going and the, the, the future and what it holds for people like yourself yeah well I think um, there, obviously there is real real concern just that, but I think it spreads wider in football to be honest there's a lot of people in the in the worst off, uh, off situations regarding um, job security and whatnot. And but it's like it's like anything it's just you, you like to know you like like well I certainly I know I like to have a bit of clarity and, and knowing knowing what's like a like the schedule or the schedule of your life, so to speak, or something or what what you're doing next. But it is it's the unknown. It is as I say, it's the, the going scene at the moment. It's un, unprecedented, isn't it? And it's it does. Um, it, if, I think I I try and switch off from it as much as I can um, with the news. And obviously, you keep up to date, but I try not to indulge myself too much and just stick to and just you have faith in in what we're doing and and in this sort of the isolation period and, and getting through that and and. Um, Hopefully we'll come out the other side of it, but I do believe that obviously there'll be a a lot of people have different mindsets once this is finished, and and, and you realise obviously the amount of things you can actually get done, and 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 just to be a different sort of perspective on on the way you, you go about your daily lives. Greg, you've obviously been at a couple of uh, loan moves with Shrewsbury and Hibs uh, recently. How's that helped you prepare to try and kind of cement a, a place at Ibrox uh, in the coming years? Yeah, massively. I think. Um, Obviously, the, the the main thing is it was the regular was regular game time, and that's that's all you can ask for. And 
But um, it's going into different environments. I think last year, uh, obviously, going down south, not known, not really knowing anyone, and and completely and moving away from home, all these all these things, and that that really did uh, that really helped me off the pitch. I think, and with the Hibs, um, you know, I was delighted with the opportunity when it came about. I was just I was ready to get going again, and it probably went on a wee bit too longer than I'd wanted. Um, regarding going right up to deadline day, and it was it was waiting as it happened as what so it's, but. Um, no, to be fair, everyone I had was so welcoming, and, and I managed to hit the ground running. Um, the first, the first time I met the boys really was was uh, the home game against uh, against St Mirren, and I came on with about I played a decent chunk of that game, and everyone. And it's just that first you do maybe your first pass, mm. your first tackle, and you get a few thumbs up from your teammates, and you think right, well, this is going to be good, and you can start expressing yourself, and and I've really enjoyed it, um, and hopefully. Hopefully we get to continue um, from where we left off. Yeah, I mean, these are uncertain times for everyone, Greg, so I, I don't want anyone to, to think I'm losing sense of perspective. Everybody is, is facing an uncertain time, but I just wonder what it's like specifically for you. Like you say, you know, you, you've you've really wanted to, to get that game time. You've gone to Hibs. It's, it's going well. Then that's taken away from you. You won't quite know whether there's a scope there to, to go back to Hibs and finish off or, or, or where we go from here. What's that uncertainty like? Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I think the fact that that you don't obviously when you when you finish a season, you can finish a season up. You have that peace of mind that well, obviously it may not end the way you wanted it to, or it might do. You might everyone's in different situations, and but I think because it hasn't really finished, so you you feel like like I mean, it was on the Friday we got Nicola Sturgeon made the announcement. I think that so we literally came off the training pitch on the Friday, done all our shape, everything ready to go, and we were. Um, I know from from Hibs' point of view, we were ready. It was a home game, and we were desperate to win it. I think it was against Johnson, who were in seventh place. You know what I mean? So we were trying to cement that top six place, and then look up the table again, and off the back of two negative results. But then you get told um, you, you were pulled in a meeting, and it's like obviously the announcement, and and you can kind of sense it coming, but you, you're hoping it doesn't. And then it's like right, you're a week off from here, and it just gets it's extended yeah. and then extended and extended, and obviously the news breaks, and and you just start kind of take a step back from football, really, and it's just. It's just obviously the every, the whole world. It's the whole the pandemic, and it's the football comes second in times like this. But as when it has such a big part of your life, it, is, it does take a while for you to get used to not actually doing it. Yeah, have you been able to amidst all this uncertainty try and, and get some sort of grasp on what the future might hold for you? Do you still have ambitions to to win your way into to Stephen Gerrard's team? Is is that what you think the future holds, or is it a, a case of looking again for for further loan moves or whatever that may be? No, I think my my uh, my vision is clear, and the fact that I was going to try and use my, my spell at Hibs and the opportunity they gave me to the, to the best I can, and and um, try and progress myself as much as I can, and put myself into a good position going back into pre-season. And I think that obviously I've, I've got two years left on my contract at Rangers, um, and I think the manager and before I went on loan and and from being in touch with the manager and, and the staff at Rangers, it's still. It's still on the cards that they want me to come back for pre-season, and then you just take it from there and see how it is. Obviously, this year was was a real learning curve for me, but I had to to accept the fact that there was players ahead of me that I was trying to put out. But at the same time, I knew that when I was coming. But they've they've excelled in their positions, and and hats off to them. And and it's one of those maybe you kept them on your toes a wee bit, so it's a bit frustrating on that sense. But you push them to keep performing. But ultimately, that's that's football, and you've got to be patient when your opportunity comes. You've just obviously got to try and take it. It's that old cliche, but. Um, no, I'm certainly. I'd like to obviously keep on. You got in the swing of games, um, and I'd like to continue that, but uh, and finish the season off if that's obviously possible. And then 
I don't think there will be much of a break now, of course, but then head back and, and take it from there. Yeah, that's the thing, Greg. The great topic of debate at the moment is is where we go from here um, in terms of how how we wrap up the football and if that's possible. Do you have any strong feelings either way? Have you been involved in the, the political side of the debate or are you guys all very much just finish it on the pitch if we can and, and if not, you just listen to the, the powers that be? Yeah, I think... First and foremost, obviously, you want to be playing in, and everyone's in a safe environment. I think that's the safety of everyone is, is, is paramount. Um, uh, before we can really think about finishing the season, that's the, there's other topics that need to be discussed and put put ahead. And football's kind of in the background at the moment, and it, that's obviously something that isn't always was always the case. So it is interesting. Um, but I will say, as footballers, you'd love to finish out the season. You, you kind of want, and I know from from speaking for myself, you want an end. You want that in your head that you know. You've played the last game of the season. This is this is what's happened. Whether obviously it could be good or bad, um, we don't know. Everyone's. I know that I'd love I'd love it to to end. Obviously, if Hibs are in a, a semi final um, at Hamden. Like, do you know what I mean? A big opportunity there, and and these are the games you want to play in. So in that and push for top six as well. It's it's an exciting time, but I think the safety of of, uh, of obviously my players and and most importantly spectators as well and. And coming into stadiums That's that's obviously paramount mm. Hugh just before we let Greg go Just in case you've got anything else You wanted to say to your neighbour Yeah Greg I'll, I'll, I'll get you Canny's burn roundabout tomorrow And we'll, <laughs> we'll go for a jog up to Milgai and back And we'll see who does what then uh, Social distance one of course Oh, of course, Greg, yeah <laughs> Good man, Greg yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time Hopefully we'll speak to you soon uh, Under better circumstances Thanks for having me on Cheers Good man That was Greg Doherty Talking all things Rangers His Hibs loan Where we go from here His 17 minute 5k time That's Yeah That's, that's phenomenal The, uh, the best oh, I've I seen could, I could, well, I could do the 17 I could do the 17 minutes On the number 60 bus Optimal guy <laughs> uh, Have you been well, You're not Yeah you're on Twitter Alex Have you been noticing this All the, the players that have been posting 5k yeah, times it, yes. and so on uh, I'm quite sad Because I've got nothing else to do all day And I've been kind of trying to what, What's the best I can see And the best I think I've seen so far Is Scott McTominay Have you seen his? No 16 16.01 minutes Scott McTominay Me Greg's got a bit to go hasn't he? Longer legs though That's what it'll be That is some going It really is phenomenal um, And apparently If he ran that in a track Scott McTominay It would put him in the top 30 For British 5000 metre races this year <laughs> There we go Bit of context uh, You'll all sleep well tonight Knowing that We'll get the full time teaser next Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard calls in on 0141 or tweets at Clyde SSB. We've got a full-time teaser for you. It's a very simple question. I can't promise you that the, the answers are simple, um, but the question is this. Can you name the last 10 Scottish winners of the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award? So can you name the last 10 Scottish winners of the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award. Hugh Keevans, that sounds right up your street. John Hughes. Hughes. Yes, he's one of them. Alex, would you have any that you'd like uh, to throw in? Jim McLean? No, back to you, Hugh. Walter Smith. Yep. yep. Mm. You've probably been at what he's done as well, Hugh. And 
I, I remember coming home from some of them. Danny Lennon? No. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, I'll, I'll, if you need it, I'll tell you in a, a little while how long we're going back here. Sure? Um, but it's the last 10. So it's the last 10 Scottish winners of the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award. You've got John Hughes and Walter Smith. So we've Strachan. got eight to get. Yes. Okay, Strachan. Seven to get. And I'll find out in just a second who it was that sent it in so I don't rob them of their shout out. Let's go back to the phones and speak to Felix in Cumbernauld. Hi, Felix. Hi, boys. How you doing? Is all right? Yeah, not bad. How are you? You well? Ah, you're hanging in there, eh? Brilliant to outside, so I've oh, <laughs> been in the sun, aye. Good stuff, good on you. What are you thinking with regards to today's football news? Eh, aye, so I've got two points tonight, boys. So, eh, the first one is, is the vote. I think we're all holding our heat in our hands there, the what happened there, the vote we've done, do you know the rest of it? But, eh, you would really think, with our governing body, they would come out and make a decision, tell everybody what's going to happen, rather than try have a vote and, eh, they always knew what they wanted the outcome to be, so I'm, I'm really surprised they had to vote in the first place. That you'd really expect them to come out and say, "This is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen," and sort it pretty much. Hugh, what do you, what do you make of that? Because obviously, you, you set it with the good intentions of making it democratic and and letting the clubs have their say, and that's just that's backfired on us spectacularly. And you can blame who you want, but we've sort of been over that, and I'm sure we will again. But it's certainly backfired. Uh, yeah, but again, at the start of the programme I said that uh, an independent review is a good review if it gives you the answer that you wanted and it's a bad review if it didn't suit your argument. The same applies to uh, the SPFL in general terms. Uh, there's a, a nine-man SPFL board, but nine cannot tell 42 what's going to happen. That's not democracy. Democracy is giving everyone a vote. Now, if the vote is badly handled and finishes up being a, a, a making Scottish football a laughing stock if you want to go that far then by all means have an investigation and we've had one but the investigation for Rangers does not go far enough so now they want a general meeting of all the clubs again that's democracy I'm not sure of the protocol how you go about getting that general meeting but the SPFL board meet on Monday and I think they should consider Rangers' request then because, as I say, this is not going to go away. Um, Felix, I, I get where you're coming from but you're now you're viewing this from a position after the vote where it's it's gone awry in, in whatever way but do you, do you really think we could have had a situation where the SPFL just decide and then the clubs have to accept it? Well... It would have been good if they had just made a decision. I understand they have to take other clubs into consideration, but as, as a government body, they expect me to go in and say, this is what's happening, rather than going to UEFA, going to the clubs, the controversy that's happened with Dundee. I just think it's all a disgrace. Yeah, I mean, Alex, a, a reference to earlier, just just purely you know, as, a, as an aside, I'm not saying it has any real relevance to what we've done, but I told you the situation in the Netherlands, you know, what they've decided to do. And quite fascinating to note that they also tried uh, to put it out to their clubs as well. 16 clubs actually voted against what's happened. Nine voted for what's happened and nine abstained. So the KNVB just sort of overlooked the vote and and made the decision. I don't think we would accept that either. But but, but because of the way the votes played out, we don't accept the vote and we wouldn't have accepted the alternative. So did you say 16 had voted for it? So 16 voted for relegation. And mm. nine, nine voted Against relegation against And, and nine, nine abstained, abstained. A, Is an abstention not a no I know that's what it means here So Don't anyway. even start me on different 
on, on uh, what the, the Dutch yeah, interpretation yeah. is I don't know No listen Again I think we've gone round in circles In terms of uh, People's Self-interest Gordon You know some people Were sitting mid-table Not really Too bothered either way uh, So they, they, they go What they think's probably The most best Whether it's morally uh, Kind of integrity wise So they come up with Whatever way they see fit Depending on their criteria Yeah but there's got to be More to it than that as well Because I, I know that People keep throwing These buzzwords around But Surely it's a, it's a slippery slope to go to take, Just take Belgium for instance Because they're the only one That have done it They've decided to call it And they've made Bruges champions yep. Does that mean that They don't have morals And they don't have integrity Or does it just mean They voted for what they Genuinely felt Was the best possible outcome Yeah but maybe that's What they're actually seeing it As it's all down to interpretation yeah, But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking you You know you, you, the, the, this, the last answer Suggested that You know you, you don't have those things If you decide to award A, a champion so they all are unanimously voted that in the Belgian league. No, I'm saying that's the outcome, though. So, so are, are we now? Are, have we now to believe that if you call it and give a champion, you don't have morals or integrity? Yeah, well, it depends. No, it depends on what you're. Uh, if because there's one for you. You might actually say uh, if it suits us to put a team down, uh, but you to benefit yourself, you would say that that's morally wrong. But they're doing their, their own interest mm. But it might actually be uh, In their interest To do that But morally you think This doesn't quite stack up Hugh? I, I, I've got a theory about this uh, And it relates only to to us You can Forget Holland Forget Belgium Deal with the country you live in uh, I have a theory that If Celtic were going for three in a row There wouldn't be half the fuss you're getting now But because it's nine uh, And because that's obviously The one before ten uh, if there is a next season, uh, I think that heightens the argument here. And I think your point is a good one, Gordon. You know, do you have integrity and in morals if you say they should be the champions on sporting merit, but you don't have integrity and in morals if you say no, they shouldn't? You know, on we go. Felix, where do we go from here? Good luck answering that before eight o'clock. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, mate, because there's been so much that's been going on over the last week or so, but uh, I just uh, a setting me point, if that's okay. Absolutely. So uh, my, my setting point is uh, Anne Budge. So she's been in newspapers, been all over it over the last couple of weeks. Uh, she's on the, the board as well for reconstruction. But a thing you got to really think about, if uh, Hearts were 10th place or above, would she really be bothered in the slightest interest in reconstruction if our club wasn't in there facing relegation, I've 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 said time after time that she should not be on that board. I think she had self-interest uh, at heart, and uh, I don't think it's uh, a couple of days prior to that she was threatening to sue uh, legal proceedings against. I think it was a bit longer than a couple well, of days, but well, I get your a week, point. Yeah. Ten days, whatever it is, she's threatened them. And now she's sitting on a board for reconstruction. Uh, I didn't quite, uh, and plus she also has a self-interest at stake. Well, also, also, Alec, on that board was John Nelms. Uh, I, I call it a board, uh, the, the task force, the reconstruction group. Yep. Uh, John Nelms is on it. I mean, he's the one that plunges all into this. Uh, so I never did see the reason for him being on it either. But self-interest is everything. And uh, Anne Budge is trying to keep hearts alive. Uh, and she knows that in the current climate where no football, big outgoings, no income is potentially disastrous for Hearts, then she is entitled to self-interest. But whether she gets the backing is another matter altogether.
Thank you very much to Felix in Cumbernauld What else have you got for me on the teaser? It was Hayden Hughes who sent it in by the way So thank you to Hayden for the question And if you want to hear your version on the show The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com So Hayden says Can you name the last 10 Scottish winners Of the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award? Uh, if I can find the right bit of paper I don't know why I've lost it You've got John Hughes, Walter Smith, Gordon Strachan, Alex Derek McInnes Yes, Hugh Keevans uh, did Davy Hay win it? Not in the last 10 So that's fine We'll leave it there Hughes, McInnes, Smith And Strachan Let's speak to David and Grangemouth Hi David Hi there How are you? You okay? Hi, uh, okay Good. Yourself? Yeah, not bad at all You're okay, yep. well What's on your mind tonight? Hi, is this about the delict uh, inquiry? Mm-hmm Was it them that set the The rules up for uh, The vote in the first place? Well, yes yeah, It's an SPFL yeah. resolution So it would be, yep yeah. Well, it's just like Stevie G says. It's just like these people marking their own homework. Well, no, Deloitte marked it. The SPFL didn't. Well, that's what I was asking. If it's Deloitte that said the... Uh, right, it depends what you're asking. You, you mean the parameters? Because the, the, the complaint, to be fair, and, and I, I, I don't make any judgment on whether that's a fair or an unfair complaint, Hugh, um, the, the complaint is that the parameters of the investigation... Were too narrow And they should have been widened To take in a broader scope of subjects But on, on the question of whether it was Independent or internal Well it, it was independent De- Deloitte carried it out David's question though was Did Deloitte have anything to do with The wording of the Original SPFL proposal The answer no. to that is no No of course they didn't Because uh, that is none of their business That was a specific football matter what has been called into question is the conduct of the vote and the SPFL did not mark their own homework. They got in Deloitte, who I assume don't come cheaply, uh, and they have delivered their findings. Now the argument has moved on. It is the parameters of what Deloitte were invited to investigate that has now come under scrutiny. Uh, Therefore... On the basis that this will not go away, it will have to run in tandem with all of the other things going on within Scottish football. The SPFL board meeting on Monday will have to discuss what Rangers have requested tonight. I, I think I think what David was actually trying to get to there was, did the SPFL set the terms of which Deloitte look into, which was a Friday uh, goings on between the email, uh, the, the back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I got that. And, yeah, yeah, they would have, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what David was so, trying to So who to else should have? Who, who should have? What set the set the terms? Yeah, no, because they're they're actually setting it so that they're just looking into mm-hmm. that one aspect that's of fine, this but, whole. But that's debacle. not the same as marking your own homework, no, though, is it? And no, I know with, people love that phrase, but it, you know, but Deloitte it's, a, to- did it's it. a totally different thing, Gordon. Uh, so they've done an independent look into that specific terms in which the SPFL yeah. have set. David, see, it's just like you know the the initial vote. Uh, it was it wasn't a good vote to start with because it's just uh, like saying. If you don't vote yes, you don't get any money. And that's like holding a gun to their head. Which, which you, you can't really do. And if you're doing that, all you're going to do is get all these uh, chairmen, because they're in financial difficulty, they're going to vote yes for it. Mm. Yeah, and and again, Hugh, that's kind of what, what people are trying to get to the bottom of. The, the phrase holding a gun to your head obviously carries quite... Uh, you know, serious connotations. So, so that that does sound quite drastic. And that, that I guess that's what that's what we need to find out if we are going to have a, another investigation. 
What exactly did that mean? I, I still feel like we should be quite careful in the sense that it was an SPFL resolution. Of course, they tried to force it through because that's the way it works. The question becomes, though, did they do anything that they shouldn't have done in terms of trying to force it through? With regards to the timeline, Deloitte's answer to that today is no, but Rangers want a broader investigation. Yeah, uh, I, again, if the implication is that you'd better vote for this or you know, we can't release money and if we can't release money to you, you'll go out of business. Uh, that is not the stuff of investigation. You can say, oh, the question was heavily weighted uh, in favour of the SPFL. However, what is being called into question here is the conduct of the vote. Was it right to release a partial result on the vote, but not the full result? Was it right uh, for John Nelms to be uh, allowed to change his vote? Was it right that his vote did, did not make it through a firewall and all the other expressions that are being used here? It is the conduct of the vote. There is a, an implication here that impropriety took place. And Rangers use the word dossier. They say they have a dossier and therefore... This is incomplete until Rangers reveal the contents of this dossier. David and Grangemouth, thanks a lot for getting in touch. Hopefully we will speak to you soon. Uh, it is approaching time for the next break though, so let's quickly ask if you've got any more answers on the teaser, Alex. Uh, no. Uh, Hugh, any from you? Mm, I'm happy I think about it. Right, I'll give you some thinking time across the break. We're looking for the last 10 winners of the Scottish Football Writers Manager, or the last 10 Scottish winners of the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award. You've got John Hughes, Derek McInnes, Walter Smith, Gordon Strachan. We'll try and get the rest of them next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is in his man cave Alex Ray is in the studio And there's still time for you to squeeze your call in On 01419511025 We're also on Twitter uh, At Clyde SSB And we're asking for your answers on tonight's teaser It's been sent in by Hayden And he wants to know Can you name the last 10 Scottish man- managers To win the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award You've got John Hughes Derek McInnes Walter Smith Gordon Strachan did you get any during the break, Hugh? Graham Souness. Yes, now I'm also willing to tell you I think he's the furthest back um, I'm going for Craig Brown Nope uh, Alex McLeish mm-hmm. Well done Four to get Mark McGee Nope mm. Four to go, right, okay Did Ro- uh, Robbie Nielsen get it? He did not You've got two semi-recent ones still to get So you're not a million miles off By mentioning guys like Robbie Nielsen In terms of uh, their era um, Jim, Jimmy Mack? McIntyre? J- yes, Jim McIntyre Well done, right We'll certainly leave it there Because you've only got three to get um, I knew we wouldn't get round to all the news tonight Because the calls have been dominated By the, the SPFL's um, investigation by Deloitte But Hugh, just as a reminder of, of the, the severity of this situation and, and what else is going on I don't know if you noticed that Hearts owner Ann Budge warning players that they must accept pay cuts or receive no money while well, football remains off. Uh, she's been fairly clear or certainly indicating that she's prepared to invoke a clause, uh, what she believes is a clause in the contract to allow clubs to cancel payments 
um, If football is suspended For any reason Now I'm pretty sure And you can correct me If I'm wrong I think Fraser Wishart Referenced this clause um, On last week's show When we had him on the phone um, So I, I dare say They would dispute it To an extent um, But but that's the The realistic Approach According to, to Anne Budge At the moment Well Anne Budge And Hearts In particular Are in a desperate position uh, They face the threat Of relegation Which brings immediate uh, financial repercussions. Uh, they also have horrendous problems with the stand that they built because it's way, way, way over budget. That has to be addressed. So they are in a horrible position. And, uh, you know, uh, Nicola Sturgeon used a, a two-word expression yesterday about the horrendous reality of COVID-19. Hearts are confronting that horrendous reality and the club is not cash-rich. I heard uh, Roy Keane on television today speak about players in England and why they shouldn't take pay cuts if they don't want to when the clubs are billionaires in the background. Well, there's no billionaire in the background at Tynecastle. There's Anne Budge and then there's the Foundation of Hearts and they are trying to keep that club alive. So it's now... A moral question for those who are employed by Hearts as footballers. Yeah, she says, Alex, I wish there was an option other than temporary wage cut, but after careful consideration, it's the only way for the club to proceed with financial certainty. Uh, she paid the players' wages in full for March. She's now asked them to accept a temporary wage cut. Um, remain hopeful that the players will accept, as the only viable alternative is their contracts remain suspended under Clause 12. Of the SPFL contract Which means they won't receive Any wages During the period of suspension Yeah And they have I think they've got one week uh, to, to respond Gordon Because they have to pay them For this current month I think it varies Between 10% And 30% Depending on How much you are on I would suggest The guys that are on uh, Less money Will pay the 10% and the, and the guys that are on A lot more Will pay the 30 So she has Put her stance out And there's almost A little bit of force Behind it as well Otherwise you are not Getting your money So She's uh, clenching her fist. It'll be interesting to see who responds and who doesn't because the one thing that they have as an example, if you have the boy Hickey who goes, I'm not uh, I'm not taking that, then he is worth value. Mm-hmm. That then becomes a problem for us. I mean, Hugh, just in case, for whatever reason, if anyone had, was getting all caught up in this SPFL thing today and, and thinking it's all about you know driving forward a, a resolution, or a, sorry, an independent investigation, how can we lose sight of just how much is going on here Just take Ann Budge then For example Take it away from all the, the Celtic Rangers stuff Ann Budge at the moment Is trying to get her players To take wage cuts And tell them that if they don't Their contracts will be suspended She's also Heading up A reconstruction group To look and see if we can Reconstruct our leagues For next season And We assume She's behind Rangers calls For an independent investigation Into the SPFL's Voting process we'll get, Just it's it's a mess, you. Yeah, of course. I mean, Anne Budge is asking clubs uh, to vote for a 14-team league. And clubs who are in the same financial predicament as Hearts are thinking, well, 14-team league next season, then three will have to get relegated the following season if we go back to the size 12. Uh, that could be us. No thank you to reconstruction. And Alec made the point about Aaron Hickey. Whether it's Hickey, Alfredo Morelos, Odson Edward. The transfer market is very, very grim looking now because when this ends, hopefully sooner rather than later, when this ends, no one will have money for big transfer fees. So what you thought you were going to get for Hickey, Edward and Morelos, 
You can forget it You'll get a fraction of it now Michael is in Bishopton To round us off tonight Hi Michael Hello there Good evening gentlemen uh, First time caller so, Great to have you uh, So no, no nerves here Good um, <clears throat> Just for, first of all What to say is You know We are pretty much In unprecedented times Probably since 1918 When the Spanish flu Was last about And I'm sure uh, Hugo the sports monkey Will remember that <laughs> <laughs> a great, great new nickname I like that That's going to catch Oh That, that, that was a very days Years ago um, So no I mean obviously The, the SPFL I don't think they've uh, Covered themselves In glory Have they um, for, for many a year now um, And more so in, in recent events Where You know This vote I mean it was, I think Without being disrespectful To uh, Primary school kids I think they could Organise that a ballot better than uh, uh, the, the people at SPFL. Um, but my main point really would be is, you know, we've had this independent um, inquiry uh, by Deloitte, who are also a global auditor, um, and they have found, you know, any allegation of, you know, uh, people, you know, being bullied or any coercion, Etc. Now this has been unfounded um, by a global auditing company that bear in mind um, audit people's accounts and I don't think they can get into a certain team anyways accounts because you know nobody can audit them. Um, but my point would be is has um, Rangers, but not only Rangers but Hearts and Aberdeen, have they now brought the Scottish game into disrepute um, by coming out again? Um, releasing another statement How many inquiries can we actually have? Um, and, you know the, the the second point I would make as well is Nobody in the Scottish game um, Wants to see any And I mean any of our clubs um, Go out of business You know, the, these are people's uh, livelihoods You know, it's what uh, I enjoy doing at the weekend with my, with my kids, taking them to a match Supporting your team Now if that team's no longer there Then you know th- This is the, the greater picture So what I would just like to say is First of all Have um, Rangers Hearts and Hibs Brought the game into disrepute And should they um, be sanctioned um, And the, the other point would be is you know, Get the money to the clubs that need it And stop yeah. uh, procrastinating And Hugh, um, Hugh let's, put them, let's put them to you Hugh yeah, first, first of, of all, all, the clubs the clubs have been first of all the clubs have been paid their money, so they, no, they're the not lower holding clubs. out. And, and uh, yeah, the lower league clubs, but they're for the moment the ones in great, greatest need of all. The the short answer to the question of should Hearts, Aberdeen, and Rangers be guilty of uh, bringing the game into disrepute? No, of course not. Uh, the SPFL did not cover themselves in glory, but the question is, did they cover themselves in suspicion? of malpractice. Now, that is the one that has to be answered. Uh, If you are seeking clarity and the truth, then you are not guilty of bringing the game into disrepute. But in order for this game to move forward, we need to have this uh, general meeting that Rangers are requesting, and we need to have a look at this dossier which Rangers are holding, and then we can move on. Yeah, because that's the thing, Alex. Oh, so t- on you go, Michael. Carry on. If I can just interject sure. here just for a second, please. Um, now, we've had an independent 
uh, evaluation here by Deloitte. How can you possibly say they've not actually brought the game, uh, those three clubs in particular? Rangers, for obviously uh, wanting this initial uh, inquiry, supported by Hart of Midlothian, supported by Aberdeen. Now, it would cost a lot of money to get that uh, inquiry because uh, Deloitte's are not an organisation that uh, command, you know, small fees. Um, and you know, and I, I just think, where does this? It, does it solve the problem? No, it doesn't. So I don't see why, you know, we can't accept what's happening now. I I'm a a, a Celtic fan, but I want to see the I want to see my team win the league on the pitch. I don't want to see you know games. Um, taking off the calendar for, you know, up, you know they're hypothesising until the end of the year. Now, I think, looking at the bigger picture, who's going to invest in a game when this all goes away, um, knowing that, you know, our governing body um, has been, you know, as you've maybe mentioned on the show previously, you know, taken through the ringer. Um, and a global organisation has, has conducted uh, an inquiry, found no uh, malice, no any uh, discretion. Yeah, I think I think the argument that Michael, and the only reason I'm cutting in is because we're we're very much at the end of the show. We're running out of time. The, the argument is about the the parameters of the investigation and Rangers, presumably backed by Hearts and Aberdeen, don't agree that it was wide enough. But but the truth's still there. Generally, Alex, and I'm not saying yeah. this is what Rangers are doing before anyone jumps up and down. But generally, we have to be careful that, that we're not getting ourselves in a situation. You can't keep having inquiries until you get the answer you want. Yeah, but without a doubt, I think um, you know Michael's obviously come on and said about the you know the parameters. For me, it wasn't wide enough, and there has to be a, a bigger. In depth look Right we, we're going to have to leave it there We should have elaborated more Michael But time is up So thank you very much for calling For the first time Hopefully you'll do it again sometime You've got a few more on the teaser quickly uh, Alex Smith No nope. Same first name though oh, uh, I say it's McLeish didn't I Right what about the most recent one Who would have won it m- most recently So non-old firm Who was the last non-old firm team To have a really good season uh, It Steve Clark Steve Clark Well done Right we're going further back now I've already given it away His first name is Alex And his second name begins with a T How much more do you want Hugh? Alex Totten Alex Totten It's going back a few years And the other one Former Scotland manager Before Craig Brown uh, uh, Come on Hugh I thought that would be right up your street Before, before Craig Brown, Craig Brown. Mm-hmm. You like the initials, don't you? A-R Andy Roxburgh Andy Roxburgh Thank you, Hugh Keevans from the Man Cave Thank you, Alex Ray in the studio And thanks to you Thanks for all your calls, your tweets Thanks for keeping us company And I'll tell you what The sun is shining You can properly get your weekend started GBX up next Live streamed on George's Facebook page as well Check that out Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com.